then may I direct your attention to something quite extraordinary. Chris, the Herons are back. And we got messy. What's going on? What, 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 what? Where is the information? I guess we're getting ready for a sister kissing fiesta. I felt like we were playing a 2 eight. It was just a 2 eight. Let me tell you, Danny is about to get destroyed in the chat. So you know, Are we kissing every sisters, Chris? And maybe stepsisters, but not regular sisters. I've done a little bit of research on him. When it comes to FIFA, this guy's 68. We're going to have the greatest player of all time on the team. If there's a time to believe, it's not. It looks like a heron shat all over it. You guys are literally getting excited for a rank 65 player on FIFA 23. We got some pretty good FIFA cards on our squad now, all right? Yeah, to understand, Kevin. This is how this is how we scout our players here on the show. <laughs> Just look at FIFA cards. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris, the hair on your back. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 124 of the Batter Herons podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada, and alongside me, as always, is Mr. KBD. How are you doing, sir? Well, for those of you who miss my boy Neville, oh, he boy. out here cooking. He out here cooking, baby. Ultimate oh. recipe. Let's just well, slow it down off rip, Danny. What's going on, uh, Lucas and everybody are saying what's up. We appreciate you guys always joining us. Uh, I apologize for Chris's nonsense right off the back. Usually he waits a couple of minutes before he starts with the nonsense. <laughs> he started a little early today. Uh, but we got we got a lot to talk about today. We got some news on Saturday. Luis Suarez, introductory press conference. Uh, also, preseason starts on Saturday. We got media day tomorrow in Miami. A lot, a lot going on right now. And uh, let me just say what's up to Joe Kerr. I appreciate Joe Kerr. Joe Kerr joined us live on the Battered Fin show earlier today. So appreciate the support, Joe. And Esteban, everybody jumping in. We appreciate you guys. Uh, Chris, before we start, I, I wanted to touch base real quick. Um, you had this weird thing about the shopping carts. And it actually got a little bit of traction. People, for some reason, decided to start commenting on it. And... Um, I mean, people I, I, are delusional. Most people think you are a psychopath. We're going <laughs> to ask our guest today about, about this, by the way. Oh, we will. And and we're, we're going to get to that because we need full-blown confirmation. But, like, for example, Francisco Garcia is mentioning no discrimination. Hello to the cart pushers and the cart pullers. <laughs> Just know that the cart pullers have a special place in heaven and the cart, the cart pushers have a special place at the gates. For those of you that are, are, are maybe tuning in for the first time to the show or have no idea what the heck we're talking about, uh, Chris just randomly likes to do just and say some silly things. And a couple episodes ago, for some reason, he asked the question as to how people push or pull their carts at a shopping center or at the grocery store. And he said that he prefers to pull his cart rather than push his cart. I know this is not you know, the soccer talk you and figured that you would get in this episode but just real quick this is how normal people use their shopping carts but chris decides to stand in front of his cart and pull it like an idiot so chris are i have you a going picture back of that on if you want stance? me to put that up here i, I oh, okay i have a picture go for it real quick i mean so i can, can put it on. up right there that's look, me look at shopping this. at your local Publix, and that's me pulling my shopping cart filled with all the essential goodies 
and I'm pulling it. I'm on the go, baby. I mean, well, I'm not waiting for anybody. I'm clearing so my on entire this, path. On this show, we usually have a list. A list of guys. And somebody suggested that we add Chris to the list. So, Chris. You just made the list. You just made the list. You are now a rear cart guy. So, just putting it out there. Chris, you are now the guy. You are the rear cart guy. You're a weird guy. And uh, I guess we'll start with uh, introducing our guest now that we have that nonsense out of the way because I felt like it needed to be addressed because a lot of people thought you were uh, an idiot, honestly, for, for saying what you said. So we had to back that up. So anyway, back to some serious business. We do have uh, a guest that will be talking some footy football with us. We have Fabian Rankel from I hope I don't get this wrong. SBI Soccer. And please correct me if I am wrong. SBI Soccer. Yes? Yeah, yeah, exactly. SBI Soccer. So thank you. I appreciate that. We appreciate you jumping on and joining us. Uh, He covers all of the MLS, so he's got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, I'm sure he's going to have a lot of fun, hot takes to to share with us. So welcome to the show, and uh, we appreciate you taking the time to join us. Yeah, I just want to say one thing. Chris, if you're leading the cart, you're like making sure you're safe. Everybody's safe. You know, you're not going to hit anybody with the cart. So that's something to keep in mind. You're, you're caring about everybody else. That's, that's what I think. Yes, I am. Well, I'm considering everybody else's existence. I am. Well, I it, could just, now that I could just jump on it like a scooter. Right, right, right. It might, maybe you hit a grandma, right? But you're in front of it. But now that you bring that up, the only time I've ever pulled the cart is when my kid is actually in control. Because right. I want to make sure he doesn't take somebody out. So, right. yes, th- th- I have pulled the car now that I think about it because I want to make sure that my kids don't cause some type of lawsuit for me or the rest of my family. So, all right. Um, I want to mention, so, yeah. mention something before you move on because somebody asked earlier, where is mm-hmm. Alien? He's in club space right now. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Fabian, did you hear about Get the 8 to 10 foot alien in Bayside? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, I'm about to go to Miami this week, and it hasn't been looking good because I'm on an Alaskan flight that's a 737-9, so maybe that door might fly off. And then yeah, I'm going yeah. straight into the alien Area 52 nowadays because yeah. that's, I guess, that's where all the aliens are hanging out in Miami. Get to watch Jimmy yeah. Buffett. Yeah, it was, it was such a ridiculous thing when I saw it. I was like, are you serious? And, <laughs> and the best thing is, is that people are claiming that they saw it, but people are so quick to pull out their phones, but yet – Nobody got a picture or video. Like it's, it's, that's it's, true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Fabian, real quick, I, I just wanted to, to let everybody know uh, you are working for SBI Soccer. Yeah. You are from Uruguay. Uh huh. Well, you my parents are. Time, my parents, yeah. Okay. You you spent yeah. time living in Japan. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I I kind of was kind of curious. How was living in Japan? Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. I uh, my the birth of my son happened out there, so I, I was really grateful. Um, it was during COVID, so I always say like, you know, some people is your son gonna... named after Messi? <laughs> Maybe no. Uh, uh, if you ask, if you ask his mom, it would probably be yes. But I always say it's named after Galileo because because oh, uh, Gal- oh yeah, sure. Yeah, that's, that, that's I'm gonna sell it that way also. We might have my or, or, or that's a good save, right? You know, what I'm saying <laughs> Uruguay naming their son Leo is like. Uh, I can do that. My father-in-law uh, was Luis, so I couldn't name him Luis, right? So it was, it was. Yeah. We got to think about no, but there you go. In, in reality, Leo L E O is the same in English, Spanish, and Japanese. So um, that was something that we thought about. It's either that or Ryan, and I'm like, eh, I don't really like Ryan. 
you know? Yeah, I like the way you went. Forget yeah. about Ryan. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> it's a lot but, more uh, creative. Yeah. Living in Japan was cool, but it was during a time where, you know, COVID was still around. So everything was shutting down at eight, you know, so it was like, you know, not not the funnest time because you would get off at like six, take a train and everything's closed. Right. So um, it was nice. I used to run a podcast like just like this one for the San Jose earthquakes out there. And I'd wake up at two or three in the morning to interview Matias Almeida out in San Jose. So it was something that, uh, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't take back for the life of me. And it was a great experience. And you used to work for, was it Cup.us? Yeah. So, yeah, I used to yeah. work for OpenCup.us. Um, yeah. And then, um, yeah. You're from yeah, exactly. Sacramento and, and Monterrey. Ooh. Yeah. All right. You're like Naruto right now. You know a lot about me. That's the stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. People well, think we just joke around on this show, but we do our homework. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I did cover Sacramento for the for the U.S. Open Cup when they had that crazy run. And then Monterrey last year. So, it, yeah, uh, a lot of props to the Cup.us. They were kind of my first thing. That's gonna lead me to my next question after Chris gets done with this. No, no, no. I was gonna. I was. I mean, I think we're both running there. I mean, this it would be an interesting uh, a way. I'd love to understand or maybe get an idea of what you think about what's going on with the U.S. Open Cup. Is that where you were going, Danny? Are we on the same track? Most definitely. (laughs) How do you you feel about like you know the second string stringers coming in basically and representing the MLS teams? So there's no current rule saying that an MLS player can't come down and play for the next pro team. So there's there's a player that can pick up a knock during training and they can come play for the next pro team with no questions asked. So in San Jose, we had a couple of guys who were recovering from injuries on the first team and they would come play and get some minutes. Also, you would get guys that are bench guys that would go down to next pro and play games like that. So Yes, it's not ideal. Yes, it sucks for the everyday soccer fan in America if you don't like MLS. But I think – I let me tell you that I think if the Houston Dynamo are in the semifinals and their second team is playing against, like, let's say, Sacramento Republic, a very, very solid USL championship team, they're going to find a way to throw some starters in that. They're, they're not going to just roll over to the USL team, in my opinion. And this is If they're in the semifinals, for sure they won't. Yeah, so and it's silverware, and I believe it's still a championship or like a CCC berth. So why wouldn't you? You know, that's why I, yeah. I did some jokes on Twitter. Like, dude, Messi's next pro jersey is going to be the highest next pro selling jersey of all time. Like, you better have those jerseys ready with that crazy font, you know? So um, that would no, be I, cool, actually. Yeah, exactly. So I always joke with the Quakes players, like the ones that are the, the ones that played for Quakes too. Like, dude. Is that, a, is that somewhere in, like, a, a museum or something? Like, the one time you came down to play? So, no, it's, it's going to be interesting. I, 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 don't, I don't like faulting League's Cup for it. I think on the West Coast, League's Cup, to me, is the future. And I've said this many times. I feel like League's Cup, because since we have so many Mexican, Mexican presence. Here, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, 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 like, I walk around. Yeah, L.A. is different. I'll see LAFC jerseys, maybe some Galaxy stuff. But in, but in the north, northern California, I see Chivas jerseys. I see America jerseys. I see Monterrey, even Cruz Azul, right? So it's like if we – if or excuse me, if MLS actually can field competitive teams in League, League's Cup against Liga Mekis on this West Coast, there's going to be tons, I mean tons of MLS fans overnight. And I know there's a lot of people, oh, I'm never going to leave my Liga Mekis team for an MLS team. Yeah, fine. But you will, you will know when Buanga scoring three goals, you'll see, oh, let me look at that highlight reel. And and what makes a fan, right? Is that a fan? Like, you're going to know who that player is and, and see, watch his highlights. That, in my opinion, that's still a click. That's still a fan. That's still someone that's interested in Northern American soccer. 
So you you were against the MLS pulling out of the U.S. Open Cup? Uh, okay, listen. Yes, of course. Yes, and and I t- and I've told this line because, of course, anybody would be against it. I mean, I don't think anybody is pro MLS taking their guys out. Um, what I think, what I truly think, is that they should have left the teams to make that decision, and yeah. there was nothing wrong with letting the teams make that decision. Um, because at the end of the day, they're your players. So why can't you just tell them not to play or, or they can tell you if they want to play or not, right? So um, we saw it last year, and I know this is an Inter-Miami podcast. We saw it last year with, with Tata Martino not playing Messi all the time, right? Like it, there was a pressure of playing Messi and stuff. But I've heard some rumors that like maybe it's the best because like what if you had uh, the Rowdies, you know, hosting Inter-Miami and the Rowdies selling out to see Messi and then he's not on the roster, the same thing happens when, in the West Coast when Monterey played LAFC. Everybody bought tickets thinking Vela was possibly going to play in Monterey. But no, they just brought up the second team. They brought out guys like Ordaz, you know, uh, a player that plays for the first team all the time, you know, but he was just like the main guy for that team. And they they won. They beat Monterey. But it was something that, you know, the fan base was still thinking they are going to see Carlos Vela. And they still had a great game, and it was still a great storyline. I mean, Jakubovic, I don't know if you guys remember, he was the LAFC goalkeeper they brought in midseason, but he was Triple H'ing everybody in, in the seats in Monterey, right? So it was just like, all right, you know, this is a game. You know, like, this is some this is some fight to it. So it was still a good soccer game. The people still got a great time. And I don't think anybody left mad they didn't see Carlos Vela. Yeah, it would have been a nice plus. But yeah, I think I think it's, again, to bring it back, I truly think it should be up to the clubs. I don't think that the league – but there's bad blood. There has to be bad blood because it's not a sense of, like I said, you can leave it up to the clubs. So it's, it's a statement. And I think there's something behind closed doors on that. And I think MLS is trying to maybe strong arm the Federation or, or trying to do something because it just doesn't make sense to make that storyline, especially in front of a season that has so much uh, momentum going into it. Absolutely. I um I've always thought that it's more because MLS wants to present itself in the United States as a major sporting league, kind of like the NBA, the NFL, where we have minor leagues and we have the major leagues, mm. and you don't mix the two. And I've always thought that they want. I think they're more competing instead of competing with other uh, leagues around the world. They're competing with uh, other sport leagues here in the country, and that's yeah. how kind of I've always viewed it that way. They want to be respected here in this country. Um, but you know. Which, We've, and that's that. the thing. We've beat that horse like, to death in this show. And, and, and that's one of the things that I think a lot of people get confused, that point that you're making, is that a lot of people think that the MLS is trying to be like one of the top five leagues in the in the world. But it's like what Danny said. I think that they're just trying to compete with the top sporting leagues here in, in the United States. Yeah, I mean, my whole thing is we're going to see Hector Herrera hop out for Houston Dynamo 2 if it's a semifinal. Like, let's be honest. No yeah. team is going to give up. I know it's nothing. I think that the winner of the U.S. Open Cup won like 300000 But if you have a chance of winning 300000 and a CC uh, Seabirth and some silverware, you're going to throw out your starters. There's no way you're letting your two-team. Maybe you keep a couple of guys out there like in the FA Cup where they give the second goalkeeper a real try. Like they give them the whole tournament basically. Yeah. But you're still going to see one of, some of those guys come in there and make a difference. Maybe not a Messi, maybe not a Suarez, but to keep it in in Miami, Kromaski is probably going to be there. Uh, Calendar, maybe, you know, uh, maybe Jordi Alba, right? Campana Campana will play there. Suarez is starting most – well, he's probably the the starter or whatnot. 
I have a question yeah. for you guys. What what number is Campana gonna take? That's what I want to well, know. Our money's on nineteen. Yeah, that's. But then again, remember, I think Robinson has nineteen, Danny. I think Robbie Robinson has nine. I mean, Robbie Robinson might be on his way to a to a grocery store to pack bags, but I don't know. I mean, I I promise you, he'll be pushing the cart the correct way when he does. (laughs) Well, if he's doing car duty, because I used to work for Publix. Publix, where the sponsor at, bro? So do you go to that messy Publix and you're like, dude, this one made history. Like, you guys don't even know where you stand. <laughs> no, yeah. That, there was a person that hit me up on Twitter. Like, oh, he went to the one that Messi went to. And I'm like, nah, that place is really ritzy. No way. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm going to be there. So I got to I gotta make a stop. You know, I got to get one of those chicken sandwiches they keep talking about. Oh, no. Yeah, you're, 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 you have to get Pub one, subs? For sure. You got to get yeah. that pub sub. All right. Now, now talking uh, Miami. Uh before we get into the general MLS talk, Fabian, there yeah. it has been rumors. Well, not rumors. We know we're going to get a third kit. And we know usually the third kits get reeled sometime during the season. So who knows yeah. how long we're going to have to wait to see it. But people are saying that it's going to be Dolphins-inspired um, for some reason. I, have, I still question that. And then there was this – it wasn't a leak. Footy Headlines put it up. But you can tell that this yeah. is created by, a, created by AI. And I want to know, Chris and Fabian, what do you think? Uh, Really, because I I hate those stripes across the shoulders. I I think it's really funky. I don't like the stripes. I think that just the colorway is just – and I'm not a Dolphin fan, but this is – like to keep it as Miami as Miami can be, this is – I think this is nice. No disrespect to the AI and and to the whatever work it put in, but that thing is disgusting. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. I'm not a fan of it either. At all. At all. Yeah. Zero out of ten. Like, let's go back to the drawing board. Let's give it it the retro, at least retro Miami Dolphins look with the white, the Dan Marino. At least do that colorway. That's what I was saying a couple weeks ago. If you're gonna give me a Dolphins jersey, fine. But can we do the white? With the accents in teal and yeah. orange, I think that that would look nice. Right, exactly. Yeah, all teal. Yeah, but it, it's an AI generated image, so I didn't really put too much mind to it. But I was like, "Ooh, that's disgusting." I was like, "That's pretty gross." Well, let me yeah. bring up that image. I'm going to bring up that image real quick here, and then I'm going to bring up the image that was actually posted by Inner Miami, which is right here. Yeah. Oh, so it is a little different on the crest, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that looks. This one looks cleaner. So I can definitely see something like that. Yeah. This yeah. And, looks and, a lot better. And the orange around the crest may symbol that it's going to be either the retro. Yeah, white or blue, right? So we'll see. But yeah, I, I still something. think it's weird, man, to do a Dolphins themed messy kit. Like, dude, you got messy. Do something different you know like who are you appealing to the tyreek hill fans like do they really care about messi you know so you you might get some some more jersey sales just because they recognize the name they're like oh i like the dolphins and i heard messi's good so i'll get it so i get it as far as selling jerseys i guess but man the miami heat are the ones that are like the winning culture down here like if you're gonna tag to tag yourself to another franchise here in miami i figure the heat are the ones to do it or just do oh. the Miami Vice stuff, blue, pink and blue. Do something pink oh. and blue. Like, you don't yeah. think people that are fans of Grand Theft Auto around the world are going to try to rock a pink and blue jersey? You know, like, come on. And what? Then to Mike V's point, this is another thing that I thought was weird. It, it's well established that Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, dislikes the MLS. 
So why the MLS would and, and the uh, Inter Miami would go ahead and be like, yeah, we're gonna use this guy's color scheme, even though he hates our 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 league. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. No. Shoot. Throw that bait jersey, the white one, on. Make it a jersey. You know, like t- sell it at two hundred dollars. Make it cool, like streetwear. You know. And the Miami Vice colorway, Miami FC, which is the second or yeah. third team here in Miami, is doing a pretty good job with their jerseys. All right. Yeah, and they, they have they a have, really have good. Some, yeah, they got some nice kids. There's just oh, so many yeah. things with, with this team yeah. and Messi that, that that tying yourself to a colorway that's really not like where you can match with many things. Like you're not really going to wear those colors unless it's a Sunday in Miami, right? So I just think it's a wasted opportunity to make an iconic piece of clothing like the pink collar jersey was. Well, I think my understanding is that usually when they have these jerseys, they haven't planned out almost a year ahead, if not right. more. So they probably had this planned out, and maybe they weren't 100% sure that they were going to land Messi. So they, they had this horrible plan be- prior to Messi. So, so hopefully, the, way, uh-huh. the way third kits work is they have to sell a certain amount of jerseys to make the third. Is it 100K, pack. right? Yeah. yeah, or 200. It's really, it's really murky about how many, how many jerseys they have to sell. But they probably thought once they got news, when they were starting to print those messy kits, they already had – I remember I did a report on this. They already had 100K or 200K printed. So that meant they were going to hit it anyway, right? So yeah. I think at that point they probably threw it into fruition. And I don't know. I, maybe maybe they, did know, they didn't know Messi was coming or they did know. But still, I think it's going back. They should go back to the drawing board with that one for sure. They could, right. they could have done a better job. I, I, uh, I think that the colorway is nice, but I think that they could have done a better job for sure. I even think the new Royal Caribbean one needs to go back to the drawing board too. Like I, they should have, in my, this is my opinion and, and I'm nobody, no. you know, I'm nobody, I'm not, yeah. not Adidas or anything. I'm with you. But they should have kept that pink jersey because it made the top 10 items of the, I forgot Vogue or something like yes. that, right? Of 2023. They should have kept that jersey, got rid of the Noche kit and then done a new black or white kit in my opinion. I am 100% with you. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they try to stick to, to how the, the rules or regulations that they have in place, I guess. But, yeah, I'm with you. I think that would have been a much better option. And the first leaks, the pink was just awful. Right. Like, the, the pink, ugh. Yeah. yeah. That's why I all tell right. all my buddies out here in California, get your jersey now. You know, if it's half off, good. You know, like, and then put that Suarez or Messi kit after, uh, name kit after, you know, like, just get yes. that one. Because that's that's going to be an iconic MLS shirt. It's going to be an I, MLS I agree. shirt around forever. And even around the world. You see people rocking that colored pink shirt because of the Barbie, yeah. Barbie sensation that happened. Messi that came. You know, it was something that I think it's – this is crazy. Timeless. But it, but it might be one of the biggest pieces of clothing that's pink of all time. I agree. I agree. It, it's going to be like – there's some really famous jerseys out there. Like I forgot what year it is, unfortunately. But Real Madrid has this – this white with purple font that everybody rocks the David Beckham on. Uh, that that's very famous. Uh, there's a couple that come to mind that is just you just always you see those and then just they just bring you back to a certain time. And I think that's going to be one of those. Like the Atletico with uh, Spider Man. That's that's one that's oh, always there. That's like a whole that was you know? that was wild. Yeah. All right, so we're 23 minutes in. So let's finally get into some on pitch stuff. All right. Uh, they announced into Miami that is that they have added an additional preseason game. Yeah, they're going to be playing against Dallas FC or FC Dallas, and they're going to be playing in the Cotton Bowl. Now this moves their total to how many, Chris? Is it seven preseason games now? 
It's about, yeah, it's about seven that we got listed right here. Fabian, what do you think about this world tour that Inter Miami is about to embark on? They start in El Salvador. Then, I mean, they're right in here, Texas yeah. at that point. So then they're going up to Dallas to play in the Cotton Bowl before they go out to Saudi Arabia. And then, uh, you know, they finish off in, I think, in Japan. So it's the whole world tour. What do you think? Yeah, what's weird about it is I don't know if you guys know this off the top of your head. Did, do they play in Dallas this year at all? Uh, off the top of my they head, played, I, not, but I can find out for you. This because year, they played last year. They did. I know that, but like, why, why make an extra MLS preseason game instead of having a different club? That's what I'm thinking in my mind. But I think FC Dallas doesn't play them this year at home. So they FC Dallas probably got the schedule release and, and worked as hard as possible to get this preseason game done so they can get some of the messy money this year. Um, yeah. Because if I'm thinking right now that that they don't play at LAFC this year, they don't play at, at San Jose this year, they don't play at Seattle this year. If I was any other MLS team, I would be like, yo, let me get a preseason game too. You know, so it's no, like, yeah. like yeah, yeah, they, they, they do not play in Dallas. No. Nope. Yeah, so that's exactly what happened there. They said, uh, let's get some of this money too. I mean, we'll give you maybe about 60%. We'll do 60-40, and then, boom, we have a preseason game. Um, I think it's a little crazy. I mean, let's see what happens. Um, but if any team is going to be able to have the roster or the kind of depth to do it, it's Miami. And they're, they're friendlies. I mean, are they really important? I mean, you're going to trot Messi out there probably 10 minutes each game. Like, uh, that's, well, that's my point, right. That, that's what, that's my point. Game. If he's playing 10 to 15 minutes just to appease the crowd just so they could see him on a pitch, I don't see the big deal. And it's not like we're the only team playing seven games. Like, I started looking into it, and I went alphabetical. Let me see how many teams are playing as many games as Inter-Miami. I literally got to the second team, and I stopped looking because Austin FC is also playing seven preseason games. I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm not even going to waste my time. Like, there's other teams that are playing as many preseason games as we are. Like, yeah. This isn't just because it's Inter Miami. Oh, it's it's uh what is that a cash grab? Are they playing so many yeah. preseason games? Everybody's doing teams, it. Well, it is a cash grab, I, like a hundred percent. But other teams are playing as many. They're playing at Coachella Valley, so that's a little different. It's like um they're almost like, like scrimmages. I wouldn't I wouldn't call it like a preseason game. Like I was there last year for the first year. If if you guys actually have a chance to ever go out to that to see if you like MLS or if anybody listening likes MLS. Great experience. I mean, you you never get to go to Coachella for music, but you get to go for soccer. That's pretty cool too. Um, but yeah, it's it's actually a good event, but it's low key. Like it's you got like high school bleachers out there. I mean, there's not that much pressure um, to watch these guys. Like I think if I'm not mistaken, I saw Insignia like just walking around. You know, like and imagine Messi just walking around. It, it would be a completely different thing. You know, so um, yeah, I think I don't know. I don't really call those real preseason games but i see what you're going with it are they playing? well yeah and i and this is a serious question so I, I, would, do they play 90 minutes though they do they do they do play 90 minutes okay. but but a lot so of time about that the crowd they bring up they bring up a lot of guys so like the, there's an unlimited subs they're probably going to be unlimited subs in this too um yeah. and and they really rotate guys but yeah i guess i guess it is 90 minutes uh within closed doors 60 thousand people yelling for Messi's name that's an unwanted stress but i mean it comes with being messy right so but you know what i i personally like that for the younger kids the ones that are coming up to get that experience how many chances are they going to get to play in front of 60 70,000 people like you can't you can't just bring that into somebody and and like hey this guy's injured good luck you're playing in i don't know in Dominican Republic in the second right. round of the <laughs> Champions League right. cup 
like we they're gonna get a really good experience playing in these atmospheres. I personally love it. Unless they start running Messi out there for 90 minutes every game, I think I don't see the big deal. And everybody's like, oh, but the travel, the travel. You know what I'm gonna love about it is the social media aspect of it. We're all gonna see a messy photo in front of a temple. We're all gonna see Messi in front of uh, a big monument in Saudi Arabia. And that's gonna blow the heck up. It's gonna bring so many eyes on MLS. And and I think MLS is probably loving it too. I mean, for it, sure. Every single time you can get Messi in front of an iconic picture or something, it's gonna be, dude, this season has so much momentum. And I can't believe the offseason is already over. We're talking about MLS Media Day in a couple of days, and then Suarez's press conference, and then a first practice, right? We're already there, you know? So, yeah. Um, no, I, I think, um, are there, I was going to say this, are there even going to be young guys anymore on this roster? Or is Henderson going to get some gam? Oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> if, if there's one way you want to rile the, the chat up, it's going to be that way for sure. Are, are we they're just dying. Gonna- are we just going to throw them into the gam grinder? Is that what we're calling it now? No. We'll get into that because I, I think that that's – oh, my God. And somebody's bringing up Coutinho. We'll get into that. But um, real quick, let, let's finish with the, with, uh, with the stadium talk. Somebody's going to bring up De Gea. Uh, somebody already said De Gea. Uh, April 13th. They don't travel out west very much. I think they have three or four games in the west coast. I yeah, think they, it's they, they only have- Salt Lake, Galaxy, Vancouver, and oh, then wow. Kent, Colorado. Yeah, oh, they yeah, have Kansas yeah. City also. Is that Kansas West Coast? City game? Is that West Coast? <laughs> Technically West Coast, right? At April 13th, Kansas City, they moved it to Arrowhead. Yeah. Now I have a couple questions for you. Are you surprised that they move it to the state to this big stadium, seeing as how it's a regular season game? And two, are you expecting other teams to do the same? I'm not surprised at all. The Quakes open up Levi Stadium, the San Francisco Earthquakes, sta- or excuse me, San Francisco 49ers Stadium, just for LAFC to come to town. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, without Messi, they do that. So, no, I'm not shocked at all. I mean, I'm expecting Colorado to do the same at the Denver Broncos Stadium. I'm expecting oh, right. Vancouver to open up their second story because they have a second story that they rarely open. Um, yes. So we'll, they'll fit a whole bunch of people in there. The Galaxy Stadium is a different one. I mean, they could have easily filled 80,000 at the Rose Bowl. So that's one where I'm thinking maybe it's too soon. That's why they're not doing it. But yeah, I would. I mean, you could break the record right there. You can break, well, I'm break gonna, the record that LAFC and, and the Galaxy set right there. So uh, we'll see. Uh, our guy, Kevincho, is really happy that this is happening, right? He's from Kansas City and whatnot. Now, I feel bad for him. I'm going to tell you why. If Inter-Miami make it to the second round of the Champions Cup or the, the following round, they play a game on April 10th. So, so they're, they're going to play on March 30th against NYCFC at home. Then on April 3rd, the first leg of that Champions Cup game. Then on April 6th against uh, who is that? Colorado. Well, that, that game's at home, actually. Against Colorado. Oh. And then April 10th is the second leg of the Champions Cup. So in a span of 10 days, there's four games. I have a feeling that you're not going to see much Messi. Uh, because they're playing in the stadium, maybe he'll come on. But Wait you might not see a lot of, a lot of Messi uh, in, in Arrowhead on the 13th of April. But that's the beautiful thing about Inter-Miami. It's not just Messi. You got Suarez, Alba, Busquets. Yeah, yeah. And if you're pissed about a $30 or $40 ticket for seeing Suarez – you have no reason to be pissed. And I actually like this move because scalpers make less money, right? You get yes. more fans in, 
yeah, the more it's more affordable. So hundred percent. Yeah, I, I I truly truly have no problem. And and you're buying that forty fifty dollar nosebleed ticket to get a chance to see Messi. And like, who knows? Maybe Messi's walking with the team, and you see a glimpse of him with his mate walking into the stadium, right? And that's just as good, in my opinion. I mean, you just want to say you saw him. You saw Suarez score three goals against, uh, you know, against Johnny Russell and the gang, you know. So it's, uh, yeah, it's something that I think a lot of people are going to be okay with. Oh, I'm sorry, you get to see Busquets, Suarez, and Alba, but you didn't get to see Messi. Oh, must be nice, you know. Like you got to realize, there's other clubs in the in the, or the fans have to realize other clubs in MLS that never even signed. I know you guys are big FIFA guys, but a gold card, you know, like we never. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, hey, Fabian gets the show. Yeah, like come on, like no, I think if you're an MLS fan and you Miami comes into town, you're excited to see guys like Calendar. You're excited to see guys like Campana because you fell in love with them during League's Cup. And if, if you're if you're not saying you did, then you're lying because everybody that was an MLS fan wanted Miami to win that. Oh, absolutely. And the, and the worst part is is that what we're having is we're having a lot of fans uh, sort of be hot and cold about this whole situation with Messi and whether it's good or bad for for MLS. I don't know if you if you want to get to that already, Danny, but I know you uh, wanted to bring something on about this. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, there's one last thing I wanted to touch on before we, we get into that. Um, and let me just pull this up here. Because one thing that has been happening, you were talking about resellers. And yeah. obviously, here at Inter Miami, oh. season tickets sold out quick. But unfortunately, it's not really Inter Miami fans, or at least not a lot of them, right? A lot of them want to see Messi, or a lot of them just bought it to sell. Resellers, now, yep. Before this Sunday's game, there was a picture going around of what was supposedly an email sent to a Miami Dolphins season ticket holder. Now, mm. I haven't verified if this is real or not, but I did have the question. Look, this is the email, and they sent it to a season ticket holder, and it says, we are sending this email to notify you that we have made the decision to not renew your Miami Dolphins membership for the 2024 season and beyond pursuit, uh, pursuant to our terms and conditions. Our goal is to create the best experience for Dolphin fans each week at Hard Rock, blah, blah, blah. Basically, they sold too many of their tickets, and they want to make sure that the season tickets are going to actual Dolphin fans that will attend the game. My question, do you think Inter Miami will at any point ever consider doing something like this to try to improve the atmosphere or the people going to the games? This is going to be tough because – some teams don't even sell out. <laughs> so if yes. you have a, if you have a, you know, somebody in that seat, isn't that bad of an atmosphere? Like, yes, no, not everybody can be the 3252. Yes. Not everybody can be the queen city, you know, supporters in Cincinnati, right? Not everybody can be the Nordecki. Um, this is the honest truth about it. I mean, I hate to ra rag on my team that, that I grew up watching the quakes, but we get like 13,000 a game, you know, like 16,000 a game. So I, I really don't have any problem as long as they're selling those tickets and someone's there because who knows what if that person that's really rich buying that seat, you know, brings their kids along and those kids are going to cheer just as loud as a regular fan, in my opinion, uh, because that's the whole thing. Grabbing new fans, grabbing new things about soccer I kind of like new faces in there because that means the game's going to grow, you know? So I, I don't know. I, it's, it's a tough question. I feel like the atmosphere is still going to be great. Messi's good. 
the one time I saw Messi last year was uh, in LAFC, and I've never seen a soccer player be so charismatic when he takes a, a corner kick. I mean, I have a picture on my phone. I don't know if you if you see it. Let me. I can actually bring it up. But it's literally a picture of Messi, like waving. Oh, I can't see it. To all the fans at LAFC oh, yeah. on the corner yeah, kick. He, he does that down here also. Yeah. Right. So I. Like, you, you don't think they're going to go crazy at that point? Yeah, the atmosphere is going to be great. And then you have an extremely loud fan base during a corner kick, which can make some miscommunication for the opposing side, right? So, no, I, I don't think there's going to be an issue. I think you guys are going to be fine. And I, the only problem is if you price out people, the seats are not going to be sold. But in this scenario, if they're sold, then you should be fine. Well, and one of the things I want to mention is that, well, it's a twofer here, Danny. Uh, is that Miami is a party city. So, I, I mean, they're going to want to sell regardless because people are going to make other plans prior to going to Inter-Miami. I mean, last year, you saw, Danny, there were games that weren't selling out. And then on top of that, people were trying to resell tickets at a higher price point, and they never got it off at that high price point. They had to try to settle down 15, 20 minutes before the game started. So The Messi, the Messi debut against Cruz Azul, there were, there were tickets that never sold. Because people were trying to sell them wow. for so expensive, they just never sold. I mean, it wasn't many, but there were tickets that, that didn't sell because they were trying to sell them for so expensive. Yeah, I, I truly don't. If it wasn't messy, I would say maybe it's a problem. But because it's the Ballon d'Or winner, there's always going to be people around the world that are going to go see him. And they're just oh, going to cheer sure. just as loud. Because I, I, in L.A., I saw a lot of people not from L.A., right? And they cheered just as loud. So I, I guess we'll use that to jump on to the next topic, which was – is Miami bad for the MLS? Now, a lot of MLS fans are really hating on what's happening, right? They feel like it's Miami's breaking the rules somehow because Luis Suarez is coming over on a, a TAM deal. We got Jordi Alba on a TAM deal. We got DPs. All of a sudden, the U22 initiative the, that the third DP had to be a, a young DP, all of a sudden that rule somehow disappeared for us. And all of a sudden, we got three young DPs. And Campana supposedly isn't our third DP. Like, there's a bunch of wild stuff going on. Do you think that this is bad? <laughs> I looked at the comment. I get called yeah, I saw, uh, I all the time. So that's, that's pretty funny. So listen, yeah. my, you got a you got a banger comment from from our buddy Mike V. He is gold for this. He no, does I, this I to every one of our guests. No, I love it because yeah, Seth Rogan, I get the comparison all the time. I just gotta get the laugh down. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, I think. Okay, this is it. This is it. This is this is it right here. Miami yeah. is good for MLS because Absolutely. more views, more ticket sales, more revenue, more eyeballs. Apple in love with MLS. So Miami can never be bad for MLS. And anybody that thinks otherwise maybe stems from a little bit of jealousy. It has to be because mm-hmm. – Come on. I mean, you're you're I hate to I hate to do it to them, but you're a Vancouver Whitecaps fan and you see Miami pull a, the best player in the world. Of course, your team can do that. Are they doing that? No. So I I, I really I got to give an applause to Jorge Mas and David Beckham for creating something that made the best player of all time come. So that's something that they had in their foresight and they they planned for. And that comes with players that want to play with the greatest of all time. Um, even Denny Buwanga in LAFC, when he came to LAFC, he brought along Palacios. So other teams do it too. Other teams get their players to scout other players they played with to come to their cities. Now, sorry, you're not Miami. The 
Latin capital of the world, which a lot of people are forgetting too, that after Messi, there's going to be Valverde, there's going to be Argentinians like maybe Diabala that want to play in Miami because you're just one small plane ride away from South America. So, I think Neymar's coming down here also eventually. Right, so – or. Yeah, Neymar, I think, would be cool in New York. Though. I'm not going to lie. Neymar in New York, like a big, big city type of guy. But um, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people, when they say this, are forgetting that Miami's going to be a player for so many years that we're, we're going to have our first kind of super club. And I think, I think it's good for MLS because I have people asking me about Miami. I have people asking me that never talk about soccer about Miami. Shoot, I have people – asking me to write about Miami that usually don't ask me to write, you know? So um, it's, it's good for the league. Anybody can go out and get a $60 million player under a DP and it's fair rules. It's not illegal. It's it, you can do it. Like literally tomorrow, if New York Red Bulls wanted to pay 200 million a year for Benzema, they could do it. It's just the problem is these owners don't want to do it because they've been getting away with not doing it for so many years that Miami is finally you know, pushing the needle to other owners. And I, and I, and I really do like Jorge Mas. I think he's maybe one of the best owners MLS has ever seen because he's actually trying to push that needle. And, 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 and when every time he talks about this project and this situation, he really does get frustrated at the other, other owners. Like take a look at the Quakes ownership group. Like their highest transfer was a, maybe a $4 million transfer in. And that just happened last year. And and what what what's the highest salary on that? Maybe you know Espinosa makes one point six million. You have a guy on like Messi making sixty. Like it's just it's all under the same rules. So it, it's literally the ambition of your owner. It has nothing to do with breaking the rules. Yes, some guys are going to get some cheaper deals, but shoot, if Griezmann comes plays for LAFC, you don't think Griezmann has friends? You don't think he's going to try to bring guys? Of course, of course he is. Well, and Danny, before you get to your point, I, I wanted to bring something up because I don't know if you remember, Danny, we have one of the New England guys on our pod or, or, or we had him on like a Twitter spaces to make a soccer dad guy, how they were talking about how New England, the revolution, they're backed by Kraft and Kraft's swimming in, in cheesy money. Yeah. Why isn't he bringing anybody over? And it's the, that's what's going on right now. Miami is perfect for what's going on with Miami. Is perfect. Messi doesn't want to go live in Boston. No, yeah, exactly. but nobody wants to live in Boston. But what I'm saying is, is that what what Miami's doing is kind of pressuring all these teams to say, "Hey, you got to step up your quality." And okay. if you really want to be this league that we're trying to be, then you guys got to step it up. So yeah. I think it's, I think it's beautiful what's happening right now. But but also, if you're a fan of New England you got to temper your expectations too, right? Like you just said, Messi's not going to live in Boston. Yeah, who the hell wants to play in Boston? Neymar's going to go live in Boston? Yeah, shoot, he's living in Saudi right now, but for what, a billion dollars? You know, like the same thing goes with the Colorado Rapids. That's why I think their offseason was great. They they got a whole bunch of American guys that, shoot, they just want an opportunity. They, they're hungry for minutes and they're hungry for a shot at the national team. So – I, I like like Fisher, the owner of the Quakes, is the owner of a, a part owner of Celtic Football Club in in uh, Scotland. He's also the A's owner, and he owns Gap. But the Quakes are always in the in the bottom half of spending. So it's like, no, it's it's the owners that don't want to spend the money that Jorge Mas and David Beckham are, and that's on them. Unfortunately, if you're a fan of that team, I'm sorry. You know, go buy yourself a Messi jersey. Go have fun when the Messi plays Liga Mekis teams because you can root for MLS. 
in League's Cup. You can root for them in, in CONCACAF Champions Cup, which we've all done before. When Montreal was playing America in the final, we were all rooting for them. You know, when 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 Seattle was playing against, uh, I forgot the team, but in the final, we were all rooting pro MLS. So it's, I, I don't think this manufacturing of Miami being bad for MLS it has to be. I, I really I really don't think it's jealousy. Yeah, I don't think it's really factual at that point because shoot, the MLS or Miami's so good for MLS that MLS is this is rumor, this is rumor, uh that MLS is even thinking about backing out of the Apple deal, right? Like we can get so much more money from ESPN yeah. now, right? So yeah, so that's what I heard also. And then the TV deal is what in return makes clubs get more money to spend, right? So yeah, I, I don't think Miami's bad for for MLS at all, like at all, zero percent. I, I think that yes, I agree, and I think that the benefit is that it kind of forces other owners to pony up a little more. Um, I unfortunately for teams that play in cold weather, like Vancouver is never going to get anybody because sure. all those people that leave Europe, they kind of want to go and play in warmer places. Right. I saw Miami, LA, San Diego is probably going to get a couple of good I'm players. Going to Boston, uh, Orlando might get some good players, right? So I think that that's the benefit. New York might get some just because it's New York. But um, I think for the Nobody's most part, going everybody's going to the sunny. Now, um, I, my question to you is, I get that the Messi thing and uh, the eyes on MLS because of Messi is good. But do you think the fact that he's bringing all his boys with him? Because essentially what people are saying is they're building a super team. That's essentially what people are saying. Do you think that that's bad? Because it, if this was no salary cap, I think people would be, okay, it's a little more fair. Our owner just doesn't want to spend. But because there's a salary cap, everybody's saying, it well, sounds. this isn't even fair. It's, it sounds like it's unfair. Now, to be fair, people take pay cuts to go play with LeBron James. People take pay cuts to play with Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. So people take pay cuts in the United States to play with these players. That's what Suarez basically did. But what do you say to those fans? It's still the same thing. Your owner doesn't want to spend. Your owner doesn't want to go get Diabala. And, and Diabala is going to have friends that want to play with him. Your owner doesn't want to go get Griezmann. And, and Griezmann's going to have friends that want to play with him. I get it. I get it. Messi's the best player in the world. Yeah. But he went to – Jorge Mas went to go get the best player in the world. Like, I'm sorry. They landed him. Go get the second best player in the world. Go get Neymar. Go get uh, Sadio Mane. Go get Benzema, right? Like, go get a player that's going to bring in other players. Of course they thought about that. Of course they knew Messi was going to bring his friends. That's a part of the deal. So – I, I there, there's no way that they're cheating or at, at the moment, at least with the DP spot of Messi, there's no way that Messi's deal is cheating guys right. taking pay cuts is up to them. It's not up Ooh. to the, if the club shoot, if Luis Suarez wants to go play for San Jose for 200,000, you know, like who cares, but mm -hmm. you see Loris's deal, 350,000 to go play for LAFC guys are taking pay cuts outside of Miami too. He and wants to coming to follow him. Right, we'll see. Right, he's making two hundred million in Saudi Arabia, and the offer yeah. is ten million a year. Do you think you're taking a one hundred ninety million pay cut? Hey, Messi Ooh. took it. <laughs> I mean, he's gonna get it in other ways. There's absolutely yeah. no way he's coming just for ten mil. I mean, there's so many other ways. Like, there's rumors. There's rumors about Coutinho trying to leave his 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 uh, his deal also. I mean, people people I think over overlook the the quality. Of, I mean, look, I'm not saying that wherever they're living, they're not living it up, but you know. Middle East, the United States, maybe it's my bias, but I think that they might prefer something that's a little more uh, familiar to, to how they grew up and where they played in Europe. Wait, you talking? Wait, well, hold up. I want to pet Cheetah. 
I want a pet cheetah. I can have a pet cheetah here. You know, I gotta go to go to go to the Middle East to get one of those. Yeah, okay, yeah, right. for sure. I mean, uh, didn't Mike Tyson have a pet lion or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Wait, yeah, wasn't there like a lion farm somewhere in the middle of the country, like where it was legal? Yeah. What, what it was it? Was we gonna get into Tiger King now? Yeah, yeah, Tiger oh, King. Yeah. yeah, that's in Ohio, right, or something like that. Uh, that was in Florida. No, was it? I know they had. We had one here in Florida. That's where Carol Bassin was from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Carol Baskin. <laughs> I guess yeah. then, America has a has the better for that too. If you want exotic pets, just go to Florida. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. Just go to Tampa or wherever it was, Jacksonville. Uh, Danny, let me just mention this guy, Arsenal for life. Like he's still here. I don't. I don't hate you, Arsenal guy. Okay. <laughs> I don't you don't hate, hate him because guy. he's he's your he's a, a buddy of yours. You're on. The, you're both on the list. You're already on the list, Arsenal guy. So take that, okay? Jeez. Yeah, but I don't think Ma- Miami's bad for MLS at all. I don't think him bringing friends is bad at all because no, there's know. a lot of games. Suarez is going to play. Messi's going to play. And everyone gets a piece of ticket sales. Don't, don't forget that. I mean, everyone, even if they have a super team, they still have to play away. And and as you said, Sporting Kansas City is going to Arrowhead. Everyone's getting a piece. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Were you surprised that the MLS kind of I, – I feel like they, they missed an opportunity to grow. When they didn't add a fourth DP, they didn't increase the salary cap by that much. Like, were you surprised by the lack of changes? Yeah, I was there when um, when Stephen Goff from the Washington Post or uh, was it Jeffrey Carlisle straight asked Don Garber, like straight up. He didn't even go around. He said, well, there will be a D- fourth DP. And Don Garber was like, all right, here's the question right away. You know, the first question of the State of the Union – was no, there will not be a fourth DP, and I just heard the whole room like this is like all the reporters, everybody knows from, from soccer, just like what you know, like literally they mm-hmm. like, like so it was a shock to everybody, and I think, I think the the thing that we were just talking about before, where fans think that Miami is cheating because they're taking pay cuts, is gonna bite them. The owners that said they didn't want to increase the spending, they didn't want to increase the fourth DP, is gonna bite them in the butt. Because you're going to get this thing. You're going to get yeah. this. You're going to get guys mm-hmm. like Suarez making a damn salary. And then you're just going to be like, all right, really? Like, we did this so that you wouldn't go get Suarez. But they still did, you know? So there's runarounds. I mean, I think it's going to make the other teams worse. I think it's the other teams can't spend as much as Miami. They're not going to get the heavy discounts. And I think it really shot themselves in the foot. And I don't I, – yeah, it's it's – you know, nobody wants – the league to not spend more but i think i still think big clubs are going to be very very competitive like lafc miami columbus cincinnati the one well, that are is going to be like vancouver san jose um you know chicago fire i mean chicago fire could spend money so i don't know i know but i feel like that kills the parody right the, the beauty of the mls is the parody we've put up the graphic a bunch of times on this show of the EPL, who has like four champions or three champions over the last 10 years. Uh, uh, the Bundesliga has one champion over the last 10 years. Yeah. Liga Un has, I think it was two. So like the beauty of the MLS is the parody, but that's that's going to go fall by the wayside because eventually if things keep going the way they are, it's going to be Inter-Miami. Look, LAFC, what, two finals in a row now? LAFC, Inter-Miami, Galaxy, you're going to have the big boys always up top. And I think that, me, that as an Inter-Miami fan, I shouldn't be complaining because I'm going to be rooting for the good teams. Yeah. But still, like it, to me, I hate that. Has there 
really been parody though, because I think I said this last year from 10 years ago, the only teams to make it out of the West are either Portland, Seattle, LA or LA galaxy. So is there really well, parody? That's so, five teams in 10 years. That, that's a lot. Uh, is it really though? Like, is I Colorado think so. Is, is San Jose really making it? You know, like didn't, didn't Colorado make it like in 2008 or 2007? Yeah, that was ten years ago, right? So that was 15 I, though. Like my, my point is when you look at La Liga since 2000, there's been three champions. Yeah. When you look at Bundesliga since 2000, there's been like two champions. When you look at MLS since the year 2000, there's been over 10 and probably 15 if, if I look into it. So I think that there is parity compared like, yeah. I understand what you're saying. Five out of ten, is it really parody? But when you compare it to the leagues that everybody's obsessed with, everybody's like, oh, nothing will ever be as good as the EPL. I love right. the EPL. Oh, shut up. The EPL, they're literally just fighting to, to get beat by the big boys. It's like, hey, don't get relegated so that you can get your ass kicked by the big boys. But don't, but don't, at least you're playing with the big boys. And it's yeah. like, come on, that, that sucks. Yeah, well, so that's that's another thing why the EPL is so popular because they have the big six, right? The, oh, any of the big six can win because – that's yeah. the parody, right? That's the parody of the EPL. Um, uh -huh. But I would, I would say there's a big six at MLS too. I think, yes. I think so that's it's definitely trending that way for sure. Yeah, and and I would think for the last three years it was like that. I mean, ever since mm -hmm. LAFC has came into fruition, there's yep. contenders and pretenders. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. I agree, and and it's trending that way. Yeah. Chris, you're gonna say well, something. Well, one thing, one thing that I, yeah, one thing that I wanted to mention, if they weren't gonna make the change of adding a DP, I think if anything, make a change to the salary cap or make it more understandable. Because if you're not gonna give us the extra spot, and now people have to sort of sort of wiggle through the money and and try to make it work legally or under the cap, people are still not gonna digest it, even if you did everything by the book. Well, so the salary cap will never go right away. Like they'll they'll loosen things because think about this: GMs in this in this league are no. The GMs will always have jobs. Yeah, for sure. Because, because you can't just grab a GM from the Brazilian league or or mm -hmm. England and throw them into a position because they'll do horribly. I mean, the Quakes try to do that with the president of operations, and they did horribly because they didn't understand all the ins and outs of the league. So if you if you really take away the salary cap and all the mechanisms from one year to the next, all those people are probably going to lose a job. You don't think Chris Henderson, I mean, Dr. Martino or, or Jorge Moss has a friend that, you know, can bring in more players, have has more oh, connections yeah. to agents. So it's going to be a loose, you know, gradual kind of movement. And a fourth DP would have been nice. It would have been nice, but they also could have done some small things. They could have done. Everybody gets young DPs. Everybody gets three young DPs. Everybody gets U22 initiative players. Everybody gets three of those. And it doesn't count to your third DP. So you can have three normal DPs, three young DPs and three U22s and everybody would have been happy. So it, it, it's just a little too slow. In my opinion, uh, maybe a fourth DP wasn't, needed it could have been something like you can have more you young dps you know i think that that would be beautiful because it kind of counteracts the whole this is a retirement league right when you have kids like um oh my god his name is slipping me the kid from atlanta almada facundo farias which i think is going to be a baller here in miami like when you have these young kids coming up i've always wanted mls to be the bridge to europe okay we're not europe that's fine but i want to be the bridge to europe yeah those big kids from south america you're balling, come over here at 1920, ball out for a Spend year or two, two years, then go to Europe. I want this to be the bridge. And eventually, I, I would love it to take over, but I know that that's like decades from now. But for well, now, we could be the bridge. 
Yeah. And, and my whole argument for not being the bridge is look at college football. That is so popular in the United States, and it is the bridge. It literally is the bridge. And yeah, people will fork out so much money. They go crazy for it. It's in all over ESPN. So I hate that argument that MLS isn't the best league in the world. Why am I going to watch it? Well, a lot of people watch Nebraska versus Iowa, you know, so yeah. it makes no sense. Um, so, yeah, it could be a bridge. It can be a great bridge. It can be a fun one. And and it, it, we're always going to have stars that want to live in the United States at the end of the career. And it's going to be hard to, to kind of say we're not the retirement league anymore because they're always going to yeah. want to play in the United States. Well, this this is this is why people um, trash uh, the MLS. Like people are, are here, we, we're better than your Inter Miami Barca club. He's, he's an Arsenal fan, but this is like this is the the belief. Like imagine somebody that's an Arsenal fan. Arsenal's been around for like 150 years, right? And they they still suck. We've been around for four still years. Garbage. Congratulations, congratulations! Right, you've been around for 144 years more than us. And we are still somehow probably more famous than you are around the world. So it just, I don't, I don't, I, 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 don't, I, think, I, I don't think the MLS bashing is well to me. No, I, I just don't think MLS is going to get that person ever. I don't think that person in their lifetime will ever say MLS is good enough of a league for me to watch what MLS needs to do. And I've said this before is get that league. Like I said earlier, that league I make this fan that knows about Benjamin Kramaski. That wants to look up who Noah Beck is, or yeah, Noah Allen is. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who wants to look up who uh, Johnny Russell is? Because that counts as a click, counts as a follow, it counts as somebody that might buy a ticket in the future and be a casual fan. They also want to be able to grab that casual fan that watches college football because you're watching college football. I understand you love football, but NFL is miles ahead of college football. Why are you watching college football? It makes no sense to me unless you went to a college. Like, man, you're like, I don't know. I, I The college football one is so crazy. I mean, March Madness is such a big event. It's such a big event in, in the United States. But it, we're watching second-tier basketball right here. And don't tell me it's the passion. It's this. It, you just have nothing to watch. And, and I don't want to revisit this, right? Because it, it, it's just going around in circles. But to your point about, um, about college football and how um, – I lost my point. I started, I started reading Arsenal's comments and I just completely yeah. lost my point. Yeah, I was going to bring it. Basketball? I'm sorry? No, uh, uh, Chris said betting for college basketball. You know how, how you said uh, that's the popular thing about it? Let yeah. me show you the East Cup where it's professionals actually playing. You can bet on it just like March Madness, right? So exactly. betting is going to be a bigger thing in MLS. And once MLS really dives into it and soccer becomes one of the biggest betting things, MLS will grow too. Oh, and I get my point real quick. Uh, I just remembered. Uh, you said that they're following the college football fan ones that just to watch, not the European fan. That brings me back to my U.S. Open Cup point where I don't think that the American fans that watch college football want to watch the MLS play against the USL teams, right? Because it, I, I, everybody likes the Cinderella story, but like, for example, in the NCAA tournament, they like the Cinderella story, but it's Division One playing against Division One teams. Right, whether right, it be right. a bad one or a good one. So that's how I've always thought about um and it's okay if you reject my take, Arsenal. All right. Uh, now, I had a quick question. We are in dire need of center backs, possibly a right back. Julian Gressel isn't confirmed yet. And maybe someone in the midfield because we don't know if we're going to get Medina from Boca or not. Yeah. It was you know a lot more MLS than I will ever know overall. Any free agent recommendations that maybe we should look into? 
yeah, you know, it would be nice if you guys had a, you know, ball playing center back that used his left foot in this system, you know. It would be it really would be great nice. if they played with Messi before and they understood what they want from him. It would be nice if you had a 25, six-year-old that, you know, had a great future at MLS ahead of him and plays for his national team. It would be nice, right? But yeah, but those are hard to come by, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I guess the, it's 700 gam and an international spot will get you one of those. And to, to that point, real quick, I just wanted to throw some flowers at Chris real quick. For those that didn't know, I went to play soccer yesterday, and I brought Chris along with me. And Chris was looking like Kamal Miller out there. <laughs> Good job, Chris. For those that didn't know, Chris is a wall out there. So uh, just wanted to give Chris his props. So, yes, Kamal Miller oh, yeah. was on the team, and we let him go. I thought that we didn't need, we weren't hurting at center back as much because we had Kamal Miller. Then a couple of days after that episode when I talked him up, he got traded away, and now I'm like, okay, so now we do need a center back. So yeah. what what do you got to say? Um, so I, I think training Kamal Miller signals that you're not looking within MLS. I think that shows that you're bringing in Messi's friends or somebody that wants to play yeah. alongside Messi. And and all the, and I can tell you another thing that makes that obvious too, all the gam they're getting, all the gam they're going to use to buy down someone or something or, or even buy down salary when it comes down to it, um, international spots that they're getting. It just – it doesn't add up where they're going to look within MLS. I think Russell might be the last MLS move. Um, I agree. Whenever that is announced, um, shoot. I mean, I wouldn't even be shocked if he, if Henderson, you know, gets Robert Taylor away or, or even, you know, trades away Deandre Yedlin. You know, I, I really wouldn't be shocked because I, I think Deandre Yedlin won't be here when the season starts. So I, I think they're going to, I think they're bringing in a lot of Messi's friends. I'm not going to lie. Or, 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 "Quote unquote," Messi's friends. I don't think there's free agents out there that they can get that are better than the guys they can bring in. I don't like the center back they were talking about from uh, Vasco da Gama. I think 37 years old. That's kind of a backwards move from going Kamal Miller to that. Unless you can get him on like a hundred hundred thousand dollar salary, and then he's the same price point as Kramaski, right? Who knows, right? But I think you need to get younger. You need to get some younger or maybe some sort of center back. But Chris Henderson's saying, "Hey, I don't need MLS." I don't need MLS experience. I already got it with Gressel, Calendar, um, even Messi. No, like I, I think he's maybe undervaluing MLS experience a little bit. But shoot, when you have the best player in the world, you got to try something. You got to go for it. In my opinion. I I agree. Uh, I just at some point we need depth, and because there is a salary cap, I can't imagine that we're going to bring everybody over. Like today, the, the the rumor started with Coutinho. You really expect Coutinho to come over here, and, and I mean, Coutinho, when he was in Liverpool, I think that he was overshadowed by Eden Hazard over in Chelsea. That's why people didn't talk about him as much. But I, I can't imagine that, that that he would come over here. I don't even think he can. Right now he's being loaned out by uh, Aston Villa. I think Messi and him had a riff at Barca anyway. So I don't think... Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah, I, I, if I remember correctly, I, I remember either... I don't think they played well together. Um, so um, well, that Barca was, fans didn't like him. Right, exactly. So um, I... I, if Coutinho's coming here, he's coming to LA or New York. I don't see, I don't see him going to Miami. Um, I also think they're going to get more Argentinians. I think it's, it's not yes. European guys. I think it's going to be Argentinian guys. Um, should go good to Maria, right? No, I think uh, the, I think the midfield's a bit weak too. Uh, thinking, thinking a little bit about it, um, I think you can add some piece in the midfield. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people think Gressel can play in midfield, but it's been a while since we've seen him play in the midfield. That's why I don't really understand why a lot of people are putting him at an eight. I know I've, I've seen some depth charts with him in the, starting in the midfield. I don't yeah. think anywhere near the midfield. No, right, right back, Poppy, right back. 
I mean, he got he got beat out by Farsi in the right back position last year at Columbus Crew. Playoffs, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yes, he's a great guy, a talented guy, but I think people might be overrating him a little bit. I think mm-hmm. the guys who they're going to bring in that are quote unquote Messi's friends are going to be big ones because again, look, look at the game at the Super Draft. Literally, you guys moved back, I think, 16 spots, and you gained about 300K GAM. That's a lot. 300K GAM is a lot. It's either two international slots or it can be an inner trade. It can be a, a trade within MLS. Um, that's a positive player to the team. Maybe not the superstar, but it can be a, a player that has a maybe heavy salary or something where their last year of the contract and 300K gets that player in. Um, yeah, right. But I, I still think first thing first, thing first they're going to bring in more guys from outside of the league. Right. And that's what that's the, the the gam and tam money. That's all Sasson. So that way Hendy can cook. That's that's what's going on, right, Danny? Yeah, no, and and look, Christian Medina is the one that most people want and um and from Boca. Now I've well, heard a lot of people say that we probably won't get him, but that's why I want in the midfield. This is this is an inner Miami podcast, I get that, but think about it if you're inner Miami. Why wouldn't you take all these guys on a cheaper deal right now to to sell them like a Faku Farias? Yes. In three years. I mean, yes, they're great MLS players. And when Messi leaves, they can have a chance if they want to stay. But why not sell them for $20 million in, in a year, right? Why not take advantage of the low salary they're going to have while Messi's here and then sell him in, in who knows time? And then uh, the way transfers work, if you sell a guy into um, into another league, you get a whole bunch of gam back too. So they're just their they're roster is going to grow and grow and grow as long as – or their, their salary at least um, – as long as they get these young guys here – springboard them to Europe and, and get a bigger price tag for them. Well, and not only that, but we did that with Bryce Duke, didn't we, Danny? No, Bryce Duke was yeah. an interleague trade. So okay, Bryce that's, Duke right, that's, right. that's for Kamal Miller. But you guys got a lot of a lot of money. I mean, the biggest transfer, yes. or the biggest trade in MLS ever was like 13 or a one 1.3 million. And you got 2 million for Bryce Duke and our Ariel Lassiter, which is insane. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, a lot. And we, and we got we just uh, River Plate just bought our LGP for yeah, 300, yeah, 300, and we had 1.3 off of his loan. So I mean, we've been cooking with the money. We just we're putting it to use now. There's, everybody's just getting frustrated because they they're tired of waiting. They want to see something happen. You don't think Colorado or Seattle wants Yedlin? That, that's that's what I'm thinking too. That that's Seattle that does. Yeah, I mean seattle for sure but you don't mm-hmm. think someone wants yedlin but does yedlin want to go that's the thing too does he retire if he gets traded that's another thing that's probably i, I honestly if i'm if i'm chris henderson i'm getting rid of every every mls player that can have some sort of some sort of gam in and then i'm just going mm-hmm. for the stars i'm going for Rakitic and modric and i'm doing everything this is this is the comment this is the comment right here danny i mean gotta have patience just let and, and I was hating on, on Hendo earlier because this guy's mm-hmm. cooking right now. Guys, you <laughs> see that? You see that? This guy's cooking, not Hendo. So, Well, I'm saying the Inter-Miami trade with, with for Kamal Miller is actually a win-win trade. I actually think it's great for both teams. Yeah. So I saw we, something on that. That's hard to find in MLS, a, win, a win-win trade for sure. Yeah. All right. So uh, we got Fabian here. So we're going to take the time to ask you some MLS predictions. Yeah. Give me some, some bold predictions for this upcoming season. Columbus Crew, Cincinnati, Miami are going to be the three-headed trident for the Supporter Shield. I think, think those so? are the three. I think those are the three that are going to be at the top. Uh, Columbus Crew, because they're going to keep a lot of their roster. 
And I think a lot of their roster under a second year of Nancy is going to be even better. Um, Nancy was such a difference maker. I mean, he got guys like Amundsen to play beautiful balls in the MLS Cup final. Like, that just put Ryan Hollings head on an island. So, again, look at, that's look a at Montreal after he left. I know, I know. And look at, and look at, I mean, if they get keep Nancy, that's going to be wild. And, and I think they're still going to be very, very good. Cincinnati might be, if they keep Barreal and Arias, they're the best defense in MLS. And I think that's what you need to do to combat Suarez and, uh, uh, Messi. So, yeah, I think those three teams are going to be at the top. I think it's going to be a dogfight out of those three teams. And then if LAFC gets Benzema, they they, they get added to that. Oh, um, I don't – the Bawanga stuff is so weird to me because everybody was saying, oh, it's umu, 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 you know, like smoke, smoke, smoke. And yeah, yeah. today that was a bit of a shocker where he came out and said he doesn't want to play here anymore, which is yeah. shocking. To umu. So does – like I was saying this earlier, like jokingly, okay, sell Bawanga 20 million to Saudi – Go get yourself Diabala for 13. You know, Diabala probably wants to play in LA. Can he stay healthy? Maybe. So it's something to think about. I mean, LAFC can be a player too in, in two days, basically. They can go get Benzema and Diabala, right? <sighs> right? That would be crazy. That would be crazy. I mean, Kalini retired, have, Bale retired. You have Loris, Diabala, Benzema overnight, which is wild. Oh too. my goodness. That's fucking. But that, that, that's where MLS should be going. It's just that we wish that all the teams would be going in that direction. I mean, this is a yeah. world sport. There's plenty of players to go on for everybody. Right, which is which is insane. I mean, LA is always going to have that, just like how Miami is always going to have that with the Latin guys, right? Yep. And New York yeah. have that too. The corners of the country. The corners of the country are going to be solid. Yeah. Everybody else, good luck. I think New York is going to be more of a destination for big European players. If you're Once from South America – Miami, if you're, yeah. you're from Europe, New York is a, is a, is a nice spot for you. I think. I think New York and LA are appealing to the European. I think LA for yeah. for some reason is very appealing because of Hollywood and things like that. So yeah. I think that's still going to be a huge player. And you know, I always joke. I'm like the San Jose earthquake should just tell people, hey, you know, we're four hours away from LA. Not that far. <laughs> I, th- I think that would be a great take. Or we're right down the street from Silicon Valley. Like, yeah, but what's Silicon Valley? I mean, it's it's good not, for not anymore. Yeah, well, it's good for a coach that wants to uh, avoid the headlines and everything. But if you're if you're Griezmann, you want to be in LA. If you're if you're Benzema, you want to be in LA. Or I New see York. Griezmann going to NYCFC, honestly. Really? I, yeah, I, think, I do. Yeah. He loves New York, man. He's always at he's always at, at Brooklyn Nets games up there. Like he, he he's in New York all the time. Right. And and a lot of people on the West Coast forget that it's like not that far of a flight, right? It's like maybe six, seven hours. So it's yeah. not too crazy. I mean, me going to Miami is six hours anyway. So it's like it's almost the same. Um, I I don't see into Miami going for the supporter shield just because I think they're gonna rotate their their roster so much with all the other tournaments that they have going on. I think they're gonna suffer with Philadelphia suffered last year. Philadelphia had a rough go when they were playing in the Champions Cup. And then once they were eliminated, all of a sudden they picked it up and they started going on a crazy winning streak. But it was a little too little too late at that point to to go for the supporter shield. I still think Miami's second squad can compete with a lot of MLS squads. I think Campana um, is, is a striker that any team would love to have. I agree. Um, and I think uh, Kramaski is another guy who a lot of teams would love to have. And and if if Inter Miami adds a couple more pieces, and I think they will, um, I yeah. think we're talking supporter shield for sure. I hope so. Uh, and then we'll leave it off with this. Uh, Inter-Miami predictions. 
we, we got a couple a couple tournaments we're in. We got, like you said, Supporter Shield, MLS Cup. What are you thinking as far as big picture into Miami? <laughs> I think somewhere is it's boomer bust. And I think it's multiple boomer bust. I think you have to win multiple trophies if you're Miami. Um because if you're in Charlotte for the you know for the Evelyn uh you know supporter shield or if you're in DC with, with the US Open Cup on the line, you're winning it. I mean, I just don't see any no. team. I don't see any team unless no, because I really think Suarez is is extremely underrated to the American soccer fan. I don't think people realize that the Brazilian league is still a better than MLS. And I don't think they realize that the Brazilian league plays like 60 games a year. Um, I understand that his knees are are not there, but he played like what 40 games last year, and and now and he started he got, all of them. He played like 90 minutes, almost all of them. And he has now his best friend in in the whole world here, playing alongside him with Busquets in the back of him. Uh, chemistry That's goes crazy. Chemistry goes crazy in this league, and, and and it's evident. Like look at the chemistry Columbus has, but imagine now world class. Everything right, so it's gonna do well. Uh, they're gonna need a couple of bruiser guys that they already have, uh, young players that can run. Um, that's why Yedlin is the is the one spot where I'm like, uh, you know, they can use some some younger guy here that can maybe cross a better ball in. But Yedlin mm-hmm. has enough. Yedlin probably has enough value around MLS to get some gam. So um, yeah. I don't know. I think I think uh, I think people are sleeping on Suarez. I think I think Suarez is gonna be scoring goals like crazy, and I think I don't. And I don't think people are ready for it because I, every time I posted about Suarez coming to the league and he will tear this thing up, I got so much hate on my Twitter. Oh, everybody. But, but they don't realize, like, dude's, like, running the table in, in Brazil. Like, and Brazil is good. Like, we're not talking about Saudi Arabia here. We're talking about the best the best league in the Western kind of world, right? So, uh-huh. yeah, so I, I think, yeah, I think Suarez is actually going to be better than a lot of people think. I agree. Yeah, I think, and I think that he starts to overcome because we were having that conversation. Do you think Suarez, because of his knees, he took a pay cut? You think he's going to take it easy and just come in as a super sub? I think no, he's starting no. most games. No, no, I think he's starting. Campana's going to come in when they need that late goal or they need two goals. And just like I forgot the game where Messi was just doing crosses to Campana, and it looked like it was some some dude slam dunking on some fifth graders. Like it really did look like like Campana was just going to town. He had those two headed goals. I forgot what game it was last year. But it's gonna look like that. Um, it's gonna look like that. Campana comes in 25 minutes fresh. Suarez gets a standing ovation because he scored a goal. Um, but but Campana's gonna come in and do, get the job, job done. And a lot of the fan base down here really is just okay with walking away with the Champions Cup. But I want I want several right. But I think Champions Cup should be the priority. I think I think you gotta be you gotta go for it. You need to do a treble. I I really do. I really oh, do think. Yeah. I really do think you need multiple multiple trophies this season, or else it's it's a waste. I uh, I have a question. If you could pick just one, though, which one would you go for? Ah, uh, of course, the Champions Cup. I mean, that that's yeah. pretty easy. I mean, though, I, I like the star up top, though. No, but 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 to the American soccer fan, Champions Cup is something that's like mm, you know, like we oh, beat yeah, teams at it, and and it starts at preseason too. It doesn't. It's not something where you've worked all year for. You need to take care of business at the start, you know. So it's something that is, is extremely necessary. And it's something, in my opinion, it's the hardest thing to do in Northern America, for sure. I agree. Chris? Arsenal's back. 
this guy. I like Arsenal. I just, I just don't like when he starts arguing with the other guys in the chat. Yeah, so, guys, be nice. Come on, be happens, nice to everybody. What happens when Boyako Saka comes to play in Miami? What happens? <laughs> He'll become a Boyako Saka FC fan, as he calls us. He calls us Messi <laughs> FC. Um, I mean, is, is that really that bad? I mean, you have the best player in the world. I, I love it. I, I love it. There's a lot of Inter Miami fans that are right now are really turned off because you know they they say that they've been here since you know 2020 or whatever. And yeah, but I, I'm embracing it all. Like some people are upset that we traded uh, Kamal Miller and we traded Bryce Duke and we're bringing all of Messi's friends. Like, do you want to win or like or, or do you want to just like be proud of your 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 emblem that is now in the center of your jersey, right? Or is you're proud of your 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 emblem, which is a whole another conversation and like i i want to see my team win i want to see them compete and messi gives me the best chance and messi's friends probably increase that chance also so i'm all for messi and friends i don't know my whole thing about being a reporter and a writer my fight isn't against the other soccer fans my fight is against the american sports fan that needs to realize that soccer is cool soccer is drippy soccer is fun you know soccer is fun to bet on when you're slamming Messi's anytime goal score against Colorado Rapids, you know, like, come on, you know, like enjoy it, you know, yeah, it's bad odds, but you're going to make some money, you know, like enjoy it, you know, have some fun. And, and that's my whole thing. Yeah. Okay. You feel, you feel that type of way, but you go to games, you know, who Noah Allen is, you know, like, you know, Drake calendar is one of the most underrated goalkeepers in the league. You, we need we need to get the other people. We need to get the Iowa Hawkeye fans. You know, we need to get the the Ohio State Buckeyes. And well, Flavia, I, I promise you, you don't do that by pitting uh, Inter Miami Messi and making him go to Alabama to play against Birmingham FC. I promise you, that's not how you get those those fans. Uh, they they want to see them play against. I I really want Inter Miami to go play in, in Stadio Azteca. That's where I want to see Inter Miami play. Oh, yeah. that's, like that, like. Give me League's Cup, make them play in Mexico and in the United States, or have them alternate. One year they play in Mexico, one year they play in the United States. League's Cup, to me, is where it's at. If I had to no, pick I one, I, I go League's Cup. If I if I can do both, that's fine. I think that they should expand the rosters, though, so that, like you said, give them the option. Let them play as many as the big kids and let them wear an Inter-Miami jersey because that's what – all honestly, what USL wants, they want the brand to visit their stadium, right? Yeah. Because – We'll be sending the same players anyway, but they want to be able to promote the fact that Inter Miami is coming to town. Inter Miami won. Right, yeah. exactly. So yeah. that's what they want. So just give them the option to just let them throw that jersey on, but send the B team anyway. Right. Because right. everybody wins. And then once you get to the quarterfinals, semifinals, like everybody does, the CCC, that's what you want. You want a spot there. Then go ahead. Everybody, the big boys play. But expand the rosters, or if we have to pick one over the other, I pick League's Cup. That, that's where That's my stance on it. Yeah, honestly, one thing that if I'm MLS, I'm doing, I'm having Messi, just like how he has a personal security guard, he has a personal photographer. I need 300, 400 photos of Messi every single game owned by MLS because I saw the same photos I would see on articles for the tops cards. I don't know if you guys are big card guy. Um, I I actually just got one. It should be in the mail right now. After the show, I'm going to go pick it up in the mail. Yeah, but like I, I could tell you all those messy photos, and I've seen those photos before, and I get it. I'm in the thing. I'm, I understand social media. I'm there, but man, I need to have a, a, a messy photographer only for messy photos. Make the most out of this because at the end of the day, whether you like it or not, Messi is the most popular player in this league 
he needs to be exposed or in terms of marketing and as much as you can. Well, and Danny, let me, let me tell you, that's one thing where I was kind of disappointed in with this new game, this new preseason game edition. I really thought that it would be advantageous to take it over to Mexico to play a, a Liga MX team instead of. Uh, I think they should, they should need it, it for uh, keep it in League's Cup and, and try to figure out a way to make those. I, I think it's even better when the games count and you know Messi's going to play the whole game. That yeah. Instead of just a, a preseason. If he played in preseason, you're only going to see him for like 10, 15 minutes. Well, my whole thing too is there has to be something backdoor or like not backdoor, but there has to be YFC Dallas, right? Why not LAFC? Uh, my whole thing is maybe Miami got a pretty big chunk of those ticket sales. Oh, so, yeah, but sick. The, the Cotton Bowl, you know how many they're going to sell that place out? Right. So I think FC Dallas is kind of a, I hate to say it, like a weird opponent if you wanted to make a really cool preseason tour. Um, so yeah. there has to be something where FC Dallas is getting, giving them a pretty big chunk, sizable chunk. Of, of this. I'm sure that Apple will do a good job of promoting it and, and referring back to that League's Cup game last year. Because to me, yeah. that was the best game of the whole of the season to me. Right. That was the best game of the season. So I'm sure that they'll, they'll play that into it also. Um, I, I look, I'm happy with everything that's happening and, uh, I, I, no qualms from me. Uh, Chris, do you have anything else for Fabian or anybody in the chat? Any, any questions for Fabian before we head out? Well, yeah. Anybody in the chat that has any questions for Fabian, please put it on there so we can be able to kind of go over it. Thank you guys so much for, for watching. We're not done just yet. Cause I still got my stupid questions. Okay. Uh, you guys that are watching guys, come on. Take the thumb, scroll up just a little bit, boom, boom, like and sub, whatever you guys got to do there. Okay, literally takes 2.4 seconds. My whole thing, too, is if you're a Madden or Miami fan, remember there's fans out there that have never had a superstar, that have literally never had an aging superstar play for their team, never had a gold foot player play for their team. Um, yes. Like, like realize yeah. that, you know? like Aviannis from Uruguay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Latino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Seth Rogen is throwing him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I mean, does Messi is Messi looking that Latino too? Like, <laughs> and look at this guy. Arsenal still is just. I mean, you're so obsessed, Arsenal kid. Wait, like, <laughs> is it North London like Tottenham's reign? Like, isn't that they are? And Tottenham is right behind them in the standings too. Don't don't, don't get too comfortable. You might not even finish top four. Which is, I know what everybody loves in the EPL. It's like, let's not win the, the title. Let's just finish top four. We'll celebrate. Come on. And those, and those are the takes that you like, Arsenal fan. So get out of here. <laughs> and, and okay, this is a good question. Joe Kerr is saying, if, I, if Fabian pulls his card, I'm unfollowing you. So do you pull or do you push your card? That's what that was going to be one of my questions. No, I do push. I do push. I, I, I'm going to be. At the gates of of the of the inferno, as you guys are saying, <laughs> I'm, I'm, rec I'm reckless. If I hit someone, I hit someone. You know, yeah, yeah, forget about it. So let, let me let me let me just bring up Chris's hypocrisy real quick. He keeps talking about pushing and pulling cards. He said that he only pulls them in publics. He said everywhere else. No, I don't do them. that. In what is I don't what, do that? What, is, I don't do what that does that even mean? Because I such, look. You know what? That's a, a good thing individual. that you brought that up because we talked about it and you're like, we got to talk about that on the show. I don't pull my car at Walmart because shoppers at Walmart are more reckless. Mm. It's a little more structured in Publix. So yeah. I have to be on my 
10 and 2 when it comes to shopping at Walmart. Walmart is a completely different world. And, and, and Jason, I, that video of me shopping on Twitter is not vile. It's beautiful. <laughs> okay. And that is how I shop. We had tactical manager on the show just uh, <laughs> like a month like or two, just He's in nice case. Guy. He's a nice yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. We, had, we had him on here like two months ago. Yeah. No, <laughs> he looks stereotypical. Brazil. That's funny. I, I think you'll like that. I think you'll like that. I lived in Japan, and in Japan, there was a lot of Brazilians. Um, they actually even thought I was Brazilian in Japan. Um, so, I, yeah, and Brazilians can look like anything, to be honest. But, yeah, yeah. man, I got that. I was an American. I was Brazilian. So The, ma- the majority of the women look like Victoria's Secret models, I'll tell you that. So, <laughs> in the meantime, while I get the FBI called on me, is it is it time for dumb questions, Danny? Yeah, go for it so we can get out of here. Okay, all right. So, Fabian's time. Fabian, we're going to finish off with two really important questions in in life, okay? So the first one that I'm going to give you is, I'm just going to throw a picture on the screen here, and we're going to go over these five pieces of steak and these six pieces of toast. I mean, we're just going to do it, Fabian. You got to pick one of the steaks and one of the toasts. Which one are we going with? So I, I don't know if you guys know this, but like in South America, they like things pretty well done, right? Like they like asado smoked for multiple hours, right? Yeah. But, but if you're an American, you like a sous vide steak, you like medium rare, or you like like some people like rare. But for me, yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with a little pink. So maybe three. There I like go. a three. Um, I don't like it too well done, like my parents probably would. Um, and then on the toast. I don't got the patience. I do too. I just pull it out. Ooh. Oh, you put it in the microwave. <laughs> you put it in the microwave. No, I just I, no, I, toasted, it. I toasted it. No, I toasted no, it enough. I, I toasted it enough so that it doesn't break whenever you're putting whatever on it. You know, like it just doesn't have any color. That's for sure. No, I, I think I think straight down the middle, three for both is 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 the the, the correct answer. Look, two is awful. <laughs> two is awful. You're just you're just throwing it on top of a candle. I think you just lost a bunch of X followers. We judge you by the answer. I don't, have to, I don't have time to wait for the toast to pop. You know, like. Well, sticking with the toast, if you had to make your sandwich. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Which that's way nice, are you? That's a nice what, toast. That's a nice. Ah, whatever that is, that's, that's nice. Which way are you cutting your sandwich, though, Fabian? Is it going to be diagonal or, or north to south? And just by, before yeah. you answer, just know that everyone is going to literally judge you. <laughs> do, I it? do I even cut my sandwiches? Oh, you, you, you're a whole other breed if you don't cut your sandwich. <laughs> you're just a whole other breed. Oh, Sometimes you just got to grab all of it. Wait, hey, yo, pause. No, just <laughs> <laughs> so which one would you have to go with? I would probably go <laughs> with the, si- the sideways or the. There you the go, diagonal. diagonal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, that's awful. That's the way my that's mom awful. used to cut it. So yeah, that's the way most human beings cut it. Chris is just. <laughs> no. I don't know. They're like he's, exactly. That's no. the only way to cut it is north to south. If you have and to choosing cut it. two as the, the toast is equivalent to pulling a shopping cart. <laughs> I, I, there you go. I All like right. that. Good job, right. Jason. Every time a person got a sandwich at school that was north to south, they just looked depressing. Like, <laughs> I've never even seen that. Who does that? Like, you know, like, that's your mom woke up and she said, God damn it, you know, like another day, you know, like just a depressing north to south sandwich. <laughs> no, <laughs> 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 All 
Hey, dude, if you move by yourself, you don't need to cut it. You know, you just grab the whole thing. You know, no problem. Oh, man. And and Fabian doesn't pull the shopping cart. He pushes the shopping cart. Yeah, so. I, don't, I, don't so, so. Time, I don't got time to wait for the toast because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to write or post things, you know, so it, yeah. it's all a grind. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, Fabian, I appreciate you. You taking the time to join us and putting up with our silly questions and uh, just having some good time with us. Some fun talk. We appreciate you. Hey, yo. You guys are wilding, bro. I don't even I, I meant to put something else on, and when I clicked on it, it had moved. I was Yeah, okay. Uh, again, Fabian, we appreciate you taking the time to join us. It was really fun having you on. We appreciate you, and we, appreciate, we enjoy everything that you do with uh, SBI Sport uh, Soccer. So uh, thank you, sir. Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys. Thank and you make sure so you much. plug everything that you do. Yeah, yeah. So I have a magazine coming out, or it, it's been out, uh, Footwork Magazine. So if you haven't taken a look at that, please take a look. We kind of dive into some player profiles and things like that, um, some big stories that we had. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you're on threads, follow me on threads because I'm actually trying to you know, have a little community on threads out there. But Twitter, too. Twitter's always good. Um, but, yeah, if you don't want to support Elon Musk, like a lot of people say that and they're on threads, you know, follow me out or follow me. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate everything, guys. Thank you so much for, for being on. And, and uh, it was a blast. Yeah, man, we really appreciate you. I need Chris. to respond to this, Danny. This is, this is, this is grocery crime here, Dennis. Mm. I would never do something like this, ever. <laughs> I look at people that go into an, uh, 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 an express lane with 11. And Danny and I went shopping one time. I mentioned this. He, Daddy, would go into that line with eleven items. If I had eleven, I, I would consider it. I don't do it, but if the other lines are extremely long, yeah, you you you're gonna scan this eleven. I would judge you with laser eyes. Yeah, whatever. All right, uh, Chris. Any final thoughts? No, you guys are all weird in the chat. Thank you guys for hanging out, though. Much appreciated. I do not stick my fingers. <laughs> you guys have been weird all Monday. You guys are car pushers. Let me tell you, you tonight's been a weird night in the chat. It's been what, a really what, weird yeah. night. What about like setting up your groceries for pickup? Is that is that kind of weird? Can you do online grocery shopping? Is that a thing? Uh, I mean, I guess it's 2020. I've never done it. I've done it. My, my, my wife listens to the show, and I, I don't want to take shots at her. She'll catch a stray if I start criticizing that. So I'll, I'll stay quiet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. One thing in Japan that I, I really didn't like was that you had to go shopping for groceries like every two days because everything would either not, not be a big enough quantity or would expire. And like you're there every single day. Like it was like going to the gym type of thing. It was. Yeah, that's why I always when I when I came back to the States, I was like, ah, you guys might get mad at me in the chat, but I'll Amazon it or I'll Safeway, like get it ready for uh, Safeway is our public basically out here. Uh, it's yeah. like a bond. Um and you would can you could just buy everything on the app and then just pick up the bags and go home, you know. So it, it's something where you don't spend a lot of time in the grocery store, and that's something that I've always done because in Japan it was like every day almost. Yeah, Mike V, come on, man, come on, Mike. What are we doing, guys? It's right. Monday, bro. We're starting the week off hey, here. So I don't even eat bananas, you know, to avoid this situation. You know, you gotta break off the tip, you know, the top, and then just, you know, not not actually bite it. You know, you just gotta you gotta cut it up and put it in some cereal because you can't be caught with this chat. That's for sure. No, no, <laughs> Look, this chat will get you. I I chop up bananas and put them on my my toast, my my number three toast. What with with, with, with like peanut butter? Yeah, toast with go. peanut butter, and then put slices of bananas on it. That's a good snack when you're trying what to. Is that? 
to stay away from sweets. <laughs> Somebody you that tries to your cereal too. Oh, my cereal. Who's talking about you cereal? You put bananas with your cereal. No, yeah, and you fire. know what? I, I told I told you I was gonna bring something up today, and Chris, I'm gonna let you slide today. I'm not gonna bring it up, but I'm gonna bring it up next. All episode. right, all right, next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. All right, well, uh, we again, we appreciate you, Fabian. Uh, yeah. I effing hate you. If you are listening on audio, we appreciate you listening all the way to the end. Please leave us five star comment, review, share, all that other good stuff. And if you're watching on YouTube, please like, subscribe, tell your friends. For those of you that join in the chat, as always, you guys are the best part of the show. We appreciate you taking the time to join, uh, hang out with us for the last hour. And uh, we, we, we did two shows in one. We usually do 45 minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All good. We appreciate yeah. it. Our shows are having fun. Yeah, no, exactly. And um, and uh, as uh, uh, Hammy said, F Arsenal. So that's a great way to end the show. So we appreciate you guys. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday at 9 o'clock. So until the next one, have a good one.